Let's read together Judges chapter 17. Here we have a story which illustrates the low spiritual conditions that existed in Israel during the dark days of the Judges. Judges chapter 17, beginning of verse 1. Now there was a man from the mountains of Ephraim whose name was Micah. And he said to his mother, The eleven hundred shekels of silver that were taken from you, and on which you put a curse, even saying it in my ears, Here is the silver with me. I took it. And his mother said, May you be blessed by the Lord, my son. So when he had returned the eleven hundred shekels of silver to his mother, his mother said, I had wholly dedicated the silver from my hand to the Lord for my son to make a carved image and a molded image. Now, therefore, I will return it to you. Thus he returned the silver to his mother. Then his mother took 200 shekels of silver and gave them to the silversmith, and he made it into a carved image and a molded image, and they were in the house of Micah. The man Micah had a shrine and made an ephod and household idols, and he consecrated one of his sons who became his priest. In those days there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. Now there was a young man from Bethlehem in Judah of the family of Judah. He was a Levite and was staying there. The man departed from the city of Bethlehem in Judah to stay wherever he could find a place. And then he came to the mountains of Ephraim, to the house of Micah, as he journeyed. And Micah said to him, Where do you come from? So he said to him, I am a Levite from Bethlehem in Judah, and I am on my way to find a place to stay. Micah said to him, Dwell with me, and be a father and a priest to me, and I will give you ten shekels of silver per year, a suit of clothes, and your sustenance. So the Levite went in. Then the Levite was content to dwell with the man, and the young man became like one of his sons to him. So Micah consecrated the Levite, and the young man became his priest and lived in the house of Micah. Then Micah said, Now I know that the Lord will be good to me, since I have a Levite as priest. All right, let's begin this chapter, Judges 17, with some background notes. The days of the Judges were not the best days in Israel's history. The period of the Judges was about 350 years and lasted until the time of Samuel and the beginning of the monarchy. After Joshua died, the children of Israel went downhill, spiritually and morally. That's why the time of the Judges is sometimes called the dark days of the Judges. Judges 17 through 21 show us how bad it really was during the time of the Judges, both spiritually and morally. These chapters are like an appendix to the book of Judges. Judges 17 and 18 show us how bad conditions were spiritually. Judges chapters 19 through 21 show us how bad conditions were morally. In both of these cases, chapters 17 and 18 and 19 through 21, we have the statement that everyone did that which was right in his own eyes. Look at Judges 17 verse 6. In those days there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. And then look at Judges chapter 21 and verse 25. In those days, there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. In other words, there was no spiritual or moral authority. Everyone was just doing his own thing. Sound familiar? Where is the spiritual and moral authority in our own nation today? More and more, everyone is doing what is right in his own eyes. The recent high school tragedy in Colorado is a reflection 
of the loss of spiritual and moral authority in our society. Now, the Micah in this chapter of Judges is obviously not the prophet Micah who comes later. It's just the same name, which means, who is like the Lord? Well, this Micah certainly did not live up to his name. He robbed his mother of 1,100 shekels of silver, more than a little pocket change, but he gave it back when he heard his mother pronouncing a curse on the thief. Well, his mother then took some of the silver and had a couple of images made from the silver. Then Micah set up a shrine for these idols and consecrated one of his own sons as a priest for the shrine. Soon a wandering Levite happened by and Micah grabbed him and made him the priest of the shrine instead of his son. You ask, what's going on here anyway? Is this the people of God we're reading about? That's exactly the reaction the writer of Judges wants you to have. This is how low the spiritual conditions had sunk during the dark days of the Judges. And there's a lot more background we could give here, but we need to move on now to our doctrinal or teaching points for Judges chapter 17. Doctrinal point number one, spiritual decline opens the door for syncretism. Spiritual decline opens the door for syncretism. How many never heard that word before? Okay, I'm glad you're honest. Anyway, well, here's the way you spell it for your notes. S-Y-N-C-R-E-T-I-S-M, syncretism. Syncretism is the fusion of two or more different religious systems. Syncretism is melting pot religion. That's what happened many times in Israel's history when the people would fall away from following the Lord and serve foreign gods. There would be a mixture of religious beliefs. Let me read to you 2 Kings 17, verse 33. They feared the Lord. The people feared the Lord, yet served their own gods according to the rituals of the nations. Only a major spiritual revival would eliminate these syncretic beliefs and practices, this mixture, sweeping revivals like in the days of King Hezekiah and King Josiah. Well, syncretism certainly went on during the dark days of the Judges, and we can see it right here in Judges chapter 17. Remember, this chapter is just one of many illustrations that the writer of Judges could have given to illustrate the spiritual anarchy that existed during the times of the judges. Everyone did that which was right in his own eyes. Again, verse 6. Now note the syncretism that is going on here. Did you see it as we read through the chapter? Micah's mother says there in verse 2, May you be blessed by the Lord, my son. That's what she says when Micah returns the silver, but then she uses the silver to make graven and molded images, a direct violation of the second commandment. And notice the reason she gives for making the images, because she had dedicated the silver to the Lord, verse 3. Can you believe it? That's syncretism. You know, making idols, and yet for the Lord, as if you're going to worship the Lord with these things. But that's not the end of it. Micah takes these images and other idols that he had, and puts them in his homemade shrine. Then he made one of his sons a priest for the shrine, and then later consecrated the traveling Levite to be his priest. 
These actions were strictly forbidden by God's law. But notice how brainwashed Micah has become. Verse 13. Then Micah said, now I know that the Lord will be good to me, since I have a Levite as priest. What a mixture of beliefs and practices. Syncretism. Idols and homemade shrines and self-appointed priests, and yet thinking this was going to bring blessing from the Lord, the God of Israel? Now let me ask you, what led to this syncretism, this mixture of beliefs and practices? Spiritual decline. Spiritual decline always leads to syncretism. That's our doctrinal point. Do we see spiritual decline today in our nation? Yes, we do. Do we see syncretism in our nation today? Yes, we do. You don't have to go to foreign countries to see syncretism. You can see syncretism right here in our own country. Look at Christmas and Easter, for example. What does Santa Claus and commercialism really have to do with Christmas? How about Easter? What does the Easter bunny and fancy clothes really have to do with Easter? That's syncretism. But syncretism is far more subtle than these obvious examples. What about wearing a cross? Well, if you're wearing a cross as a testimony or a conversation piece so that you can take an opportunity to share the gospel, well, fine. But if you think that wearing that cross somehow protects you from evil, that's syncretism. Is that any different than thinking a religious image in your car or a religious statue on your lawn somehow protects your car or your house? Forget it. That's syncretism. What about the false notion that you can appease God or please God by going through some religious rituals or paying money? That's syncretism. And all of this syncretism is the result of spiritual decline. Spiritual decline opens the door for syncretism. Doctrinal point number two, spiritual decline opens the door for self-seekers. Spiritual decline opens the door for self-seekers. The Levite in this story is certainly a self-seeking opportunist, isn't he? The Levite breaks God's law because he sees a good deal for himself. Look again at verses 10 and 11. Micah said to him, dwell with me and be a father and a priest to me, and I will give you ten shekels of silver per year, a suit of clothes, and your sustenance. So the Levite went in. Then the Levite was content to dwell with the man, and the young man became like one of his sons to him. So for room and board and clothes and a good salary besides, the Levite sells himself out and wrongly becomes a priest for Micah and his idolatrous shrine. And in chapter 18, we're going to find out that this Levite leaves Micah and wrongly becomes a priest for the tribe of Dan. Why? Because they offer him more fringe benefits and more prestige. And because of spiritual decline in Israel, no one found any fault with any of this. Everyone was doing what was right in their own eyes. Spiritual decline, you see, opens the door not only for syncretism, but for self-seekers. One of the reasons why this Levite from Bethlehem, by the way, was wandering around the countryside in the first place was because of spiritual decline in Israel. The Levites, you remember, were supposed to live in the 48 Levitical cities. 
Can any of my former Old Testament survey students name all 48 Levitical cities? Don't worry about it. I can't either. But anyway, <laughs> the Levites were supposed to live in the 48 Levitical cities throughout the land and be supported by the rest of the people in the Lord's work. But Bethlehem was not a Levitical city, and it is obvious that this wandering Levite was not being supported in the Lord's work, and this triggered self-seeking motives. Spiritual decline always opens the door for self-seekers. Look at the self-seeking charlatans in operation today. You know, I was watching one of these self-seeking charlatans the other day on TV, milking the crowd. That people seemed to be blinded to the fact that they were being taken in. Spiritual decline opens the door for self-seekers. What about practical application? Beware of idols creeping into the church. Beware of idols creeping into the church. Normally, you do not expect to find idols in the church, right? But because of syncretism, there can be idols in the church. Remember, idolatry is not only the worship of false gods, but the false worship of the true God. Micah thought he was worshiping the Lord, but it was really idolatry. Because of syncretism, many Christians end up putting things like the form of worship, or the music for worship, or even the so-called sanctuary for worship above the Lord himself. Beware of idols creeping into the church.